Welcome to the Do The Woo Podcast, where we talk all things WooCommerce and any e-commerce news that affects you as a Woo user. Hey, Bob WP here. Brad and myself would be joining our special guest in just a minute, but I wanted to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Liquid Web. I know personally that Liquid Web has the best WooCommerce managed hosting you will find that will fit your needs no matter what you're selling or the size of your online store. Use the code BOBWP69 and you'll get 69% off your first three months of their most popular WooCommerce hosting plans. So do yourself and your site a favor and head over to liquidweb.com. Now for the show. And we are back with another another episode of Do The Woo, podcast number 19. And on this episode, you don't get to see our faces because we're not doing video, right, Bob? Right, right. We're, we're going to hide behind the, um, I guess, hide behind the audio. That's kind of a weird thing to say, but <laughs> that's what we're doing. <laughs> hey, nice. I don't have to comb my hair, so... Um, <laughs> Sure, optional. I don't know. Maybe not. But we'll leave it to your imagination, but I'm excited to be back. Uh, we've got some fun topics to talk about. we also got a great guest on today, Mr. James Kemp. James, thanks for joining us. No problem. Excited to be here. Yeah, why don't you tell everyone, anyone that may not be familiar with who you are and what you do, why don't you give everybody the quick rundown on, on you and, uh, and what you do in regards to Woo? Cool. Um, yeah, so I run a, a plug-in shop selling... Uh, premium plugins for WooCommerce. Uh, the sh- the shop's called Iconic, and I think currently we have eleven or twelve premium plugins, um, all sold via the uh, IconicWP.com website. Very cool. And I would imagine most people in the WooCommerce space are familiar with some of your products. They're pretty uh, pretty popular, and Phil, uh, you know, just kind of going through them, they seem like really. Uh, they fill they fill a good space, you know what I mean? Like there's they're they're kind of like these ones. You're like, of course, there needs to be an extension that does that. I was just kind of going through your product listing, um, but I thought it was interesting about your shop and your story, and and um, it's kind of where you came from when you started selling, and and maybe you can kind of fill in some of the details. But I know at one point you're selling on Code Canyon, and that was was that your primary method of actually starting out to sell plugins, or is that just it took off after you got going? Yeah, no, that, that's that's right. So um, uh, it was probably 2011. Um, I was working at a company where I am in the UK, um, kind of making WordPress sites, and we just started dabbling in in the e-commerce side of things. We tend we tended to use uh, Magento quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the time, yeah, I made a plugin that that integrated Magento into WordPress um, and I released it for free. And then I kind of wanted to explore that a bit more and, and I ended up releasing some premium add-ons for that, um, which, yeah, like you say, I, I chose Code Canyon as the the place to sell that because it, it kind of opened up this, this audience that I wouldn't have, um, you know, if I went straight to my own website. And from there, um, I left that company. We we started a new company. Uh, you know, ran ran my own agency, where we were working with our own clients. And we kind of shifted more towards the WooCommerce side of things. Um, we kind of progressed through Jigo Shop into WooCommerce, 
and you know picked it up fairly near the beginning of when WooCommerce was becoming a thing. Um, and I just ended up building plugins out of the functionality that that our customers were were wanting at the time. Um, and I, I kind of stuck to to Code Canyon, and yeah, uh, I think I probably about half the plugins on my site that you can see now were available on Code Canyon. Um, and I made that transition away from Code Canyon at the beginning of 2017, I think it was. So a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah a couple of years. It's an interesting path and one that I've actually heard quite a bit around WordPress products where they kind of organically came from clients' work, you know, running an agency or freelancing and building products, plugins, extensions, whatever you want to call them to fill a client need, but then realizing that, you know, they're not the only ones that need this. Um, and many businesses in the product space and WordPress have really started that way. Yeah, hundred percent. I think it's a, a great way to start because it, it kind of instantly validates the idea um, of that product. You know, if, if one person or one business needs it, chances are there's, there's plenty of other businesses that need it as well. Yeah. And there's, it's, you know, I, I really look at that as a win-win, right? Cause if you have an open conversation with your client about it and what you would like to do with that feature you're building for them, um, there's some wins on both sides. There's wins for you cause you have a product that you built for a client, but now you can go out and sell it. There's wins for your client because more than likely you can negotiate maybe a lower rate or give them a bit of a deal or something. Um, but even if you don't do that, there's still the understanding that you're going to sell this. So there's going to be the expectation of support and keeping the client working, even though the client isn't going to continue to pay for it. So that's a win on its own, even if you're not giving them a discount. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that, that's how it was always framed. Um, you know, they always knew that, that I was going to go on to sell it as a premium plugin. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, some of them were happy to just go ahead on that basis some of them, um, you know, were given a discount on on the understanding that I could sell it, and uh, yeah, like you say, they they get the the knowledge of the fact that this is going to be a, an ongoing thing. You know, they're not going to get handed a product and then have to maintain it themselves. Yeah, and um, you know, it's going to be constantly updated. And you're getting funded to build it, so. I yeah, mean, it, yeah, exactly. It, it, I always, I always recommend this for anyone in the agency space, or even if you're just freelancing. If you see some opportunities to build out a product, like it's an easy way to get a product out the door, or easier. It's never easy, <laughs> especially version <laughs> one. Easier way to get a product out the door because you got some money to back it up. You got a client that you have to build it for, anyways. Um, yeah, just taking that a little bit extra step of something that's ready for a client versus something that you want to release publicly. And there are, as you are aware, I'm sure. There's a there's a there's some additional steps to get it, you know, public facing, but um, and make it nice, right, presentable. So, um, so super cool. I, I do want to touch on what you mentioned about pulling off a of code Canyon because I had to imagine that was a pretty big decision and a, it was daunting, yeah, and maybe a tough one. So, tell us a little bit about what went into that and 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 where you're at now. If you, I'm hoping you made the right decision, but <laughs> it looks like you did. But I'd like to hear yeah. the story. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, I'd been selling on Code Canyon for a good number of years, I guess. Um, what was it five years or something like that? Two thousand and eleven to seventeen. Um, 
And yeah, it, it got to a point where I was an elite author. So, you know, I'd made a, a good amount of, of income from Code Canyon. Um, but it got to a point where the sales were kind of stagnating, you know, I was stuck um, on, it was around about three to $4,000 a month uh, at the time. And it was, um, it was tricky because it was stuck there for, for a good number of months, um, you know, if not, if not a year or so. And it was just uh, once converted into UK money, it's kind of, just enough to to go at it full time um so there was there was a decision to be made whether i you know go all in on this and focus on iconic full time and get that income up so i can comfortably afford to pay myself um or whether i keep it as a side project which it always was um you know earning earning a nice bit of side income um and I kind of took the decision to focus on it full time uh, because it's it's what I enjoy doing the most. Um, and it, I, I felt at the time it was the most re- rewarding thing. You know, I found it more rewarding than than doing client projects um, because you're helping, you know, hundreds of people with the same product rather than one person who you, you probably never speak to again. Um, so, yeah, I... I thought in order to make that jump, I needed to have a few more features in terms of the platform I'm selling with. Um, so obviously on Code Canyon, the price points were a lot lower, um, especially back then. You know, a lot of my plugins were sixteen dollars. You know, twelve, I think twelve to twenty-five was the kind of range of them. Hmm. Um, and that was a one-time payment. So you'd pay that and you'd get it for life, um, which is great for the customer, but uh, not so great for me because it's, it, you can't you can't support a product on that price point for life. It's it's just not it's right. not viable. Um, I mean, they did implement uh, the kind of additional support fee that that people would pay but it it would be about three dollars i think um you could you could extend your support period for six months for three dollars um which again is was a step in the right direction but does it didn't quite cover what we needed Mm -hmm. um to make this work full time on top of that like i say the 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 money was a one-time payment and you'll notice that a lot of the top plugins at the time were subscription-based. Um, it, it had kind of just started out being that way when I, when I jumped over. And Code Canyon don't offer a way to do that. You know, it's, it's just one-time license, and, and it is what it is. Um, there's an, another fact is that they could buy this license one time, and they could basically use it on as many sites as they want. So if you've got a developer buying it, um, there's nothing really stopping them from buying it for one client and then using it on, you know, right. every yeah. site they build thereafter. Uh, it, it's in it's in the terms, but there's nothing to actually stop that from happening. Um, you know, in theory, it's it's a single site license, but but that's not how it worked out most of the time. So I did a bit of research and looked into what I could switch to. Um, 
you know, how I could kind of sell through my own site and come away from, from the marketplace. And uh, my options were obviously WooCommerce, um, which I didn't go with. Uh, easy Digital Downloads uh, was an option, and Freemius, which is who I did go with, um, were all kind of the front runners. I looked at like Fast Spring, um, Paddle, if you've heard of Paddle, which are kind of software fulfillment companies. Um, but yeah, I ended up going with Freemius. And the core reason for that at the time was because they handle the payments. Um, so they, when, when someone buys a plugin, Freemius are the ones taking the money, um, which means that they're the ones that charge VAT, uh, you know, according to whichever country the the customers in um, and they also handle the VAT MOS which is a, a UK thing um, or a Europe thing I guess where we have to charge VAT for the country that the customer is in uh, within Europe and then pay that country the VAT that we're charging um, which is a bit of a nightmare to deal with and it was that particular reason which led me away from WooCommerce and Easy Digital Downloads because with both of them it's me handling the payments and it'd be me dealing with all the VAT and you know that kind of stuff uh, whereas with Freemius they, they do all the payments they handle the subscription side of things um, they handle the actual deployment of the plugins the licensing of the plugins um, you know so they'll they'll dish out the keys that ensure the plugin can be installed on X number of sites. Um, and they just, they, they have great support as well. So, you know, it's, it's, it's that whole system is taken care of and it's not something that I then have to focus on. You know, if something breaks, it's not on me to fix it. Um, and that takes away a lot of responsibility and frees up a lot of time for me to actually focus on delivering these plugins and making them as good as they can be. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you you run Iconic solely. It's you, right? Is that right? Pretty much, yeah. Um, yeah, de development-wise, it's it's me. Um, I do have a girl called Gina who does the marketing. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, any, anyone else that I use um, is is kind of contracting. Um, so I do have a a team uh, of two or three people who handle the frontline support. Um, but yeah, in terms of developing the plugins and and you know making new plugins and new features and stuff, that's all me at the moment. Although I am hiring. Go ahead, Bob. Oh, I was just going to say, um, not to divert it, but looking at your plugins, and I I know them all too well because I think I've written about all of them. Yeah. So I've, I've experienced each one of them. And one of the things I was curious about was the plugins you have on variations, just because I know from how people react in my, you know, on my blog and stuff, variations, a huge pain point. I mean, people mm -hmm. really, really struggle with that one. And I don't see, you know, I, I'm sure on, other platforms and marketplaces, but specifically on WooCommerce, I don't see a lot of extensions for variations where at the same time, it seems like there's 
probably a lot of opportunity. I'm just wondering, um, was that kind of a sweet spot you found? Was that something, you know, through client work, you just discovered that you needed to do specific things with it? I, I'm just a little bit more around that piece of it as far as, uh, is it, is it something, is there a reason why maybe you're not, I don't see as much in the, you know, extending variations is I'm sure there's probably maybe things that have even been untouched, but may not necessarily be possible, but makes sense at all. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, a lot of the variation based plugins that I have, have come from, a customer request. So when I was building websites, you know, it's something that, that they wanted. Um, and yeah, you've, you've kind of touched on a good point there. My, my top selling plugin is a uh, WooCommerce show single variations, um, which is obviously something that people want. Um, and what it does is if you've got a product, for example, a t-shirt that comes in red, blue, and green, um, you can install the plugin and you can tell it to display those individual variations in the catalog. Uh, whereas normally you'd have your kind of core parent products, they, they'd call it in WooCommerce, um, as one single listing in your catalog, which uh, which doesn't really give your customer the best idea of, of what's available. Um, you know, if they were looking for a red T-shirt and they're presented with this picture of a black T-shirt, they're, they're probably going to ignore it mm-hmm. uh, and just assume that you don't have that T-shirt in red. Um, so the idea of this variations plugin is that you can kind of hide that parent product if you want to and display each of the variations in place of the parent product. So instead of one product, you'd have three, for example. Um, and yeah, that came about as a as a kind of client request. And um, there's also a lot of requests for it on the ideas board in a, on the WooCommerce site. Um, and yeah, I think I'm the only one to have, to have built that out. Yeah. And I can see why, because it's massively. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's thing. what I'm kind of thinking. It's, it's probably not, you know, it's it, it, for me, it's always like, Oh, that'd be cool if I do that. And then I pause and think, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. No, it's definitely a, a popular thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've also got, well, I guess a few of my plugins kind of interact with variations. So you've got Woo Thumbs, which uh, enables multiple images for variations. Um, you know, by default in WooCommerce, you can only have one image per variation. And um, so that's, that's one of the, the features of that plugin, which is, is quite a popular, you know, feature is probably one of the top reasons why people buy it. Um, you know, alongside adding video to your products and stuff like that. Um, we've got the swatches plugin, which turns the, the drop downs into, you know, more attractive select options. So you've got your image swatches and your color swatches. Um, and then we've got the linked awesome. linked, yeah, no, it's, it's just got a new feature actually as well where you can add um, fees to each of the attribute values. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, if you're selling a, a watch that's available in silver or gold, um, 
alongside any other options you've got rather than having to create a variation for each possible option just to change the price. Um, you can say the base price of this product is $100. Uh, if you choose gold, add $5 to the to the base price. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a nice way to to kind of ease the load of variations that you might need. Uh, and that's that that was released last month actually and it's had, had quite a good bit of feedback on that. Um and then yeah, I guess the 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 last plugin I've got to do with variations is my linked variations. Um which isn't actually to do with variations at all. It's um it's quite hard to explain actually. It 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 looks like variations to the customer. Um, but it's actually just a way of linking separate products together. Um, so it, you get a similar end result to to show single variations, my other plugin, um, in that your catalog consists of multiple different variations of a product. So you could have a red, yellow, and green T-shirt, um, but they're actually in the back end separate products. But then when you're on the product page, you know you've got your links to these other products. It's similar to how to how Amazon works in a way. When you click a product variation in Amazon, you you get redirected to a different page. Um, So that one is best used if your products have different descriptions to each other. Um, You know, if they've all got the same description, then you're going to get flagged up for duplicate content, which is uh, not ideal. But, you know, if if they've got different enough descriptions, then, yeah, that's definitely the, the way to go. The Do The Woo podcast is brought to you by Liquid Web. Looking for a top-notch hosting for your WooCommerce site? They have a ton to offer, plus you'll get 69% off your first three months of any of their popular WooCommerce plans using the code BOBWP69. You can head on over to liquidweb.com. And a special thanks for Liquid Web as they help us do the woo. Now back to the show. So the last question I'll throw out there, which kind of segues yeah. into our, our topics this week, but uh, when is Automatic going to acquire you? Uh, a couple of weeks, I hope, after yeah. the first one. <laughs> All right, well. You like that, Bob? You like that segue? Yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah. Put him on the spot and we can um, still <laughs> move right into it. A couple of weeks, yeah. you heard it here first. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, it was definitely cool to hear uh, – Kind of how you started, got into it, and some of the decisions you made, and see it be, uh, become very successful. Um, a lot of great products that support a lot of, like you said, a lot of users and a lot of stores, and helps make WooCommerce as good as it could possibly be. Right. So. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So speaking of, yeah, we were talking about. Um, you know, I'm I'm waiting for a automatic to make an offer on my blog, but that doesn't come either. <laughs> so as we as. James and I sit back and wait. Um, one of the things we want to talk about, or at least point out, is that Prosperous. I, I'm, I'm sure we all know Prosperous very well. There's a subscriptions extension um, has joined Automatic, which, you know, for me, it's hey, it's great news. It's not. I, it doesn't surprise me. You know, I take everything with a grain of salt. But um, yeah, I think it's uh, it's going to um, be interesting to see where that goes. Uh, what do you think about it, James? I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. You know, 
as as I was kind of saying earlier, finding a system that offered subscriptions was a, a key thing for me. And I would say that is the core reason why they acquired the the whole collection of plugins, I would say, is is purely for the subscription stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, saying that, that the other products they do are also pretty valuable. Yeah. Um, but I imagine their their subscription customer base is, is pretty big. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing where that goes. Yeah. As, as I understand, they've acquired the uh, the whole team as well. Yeah, yeah. It looks like the whole team is going over. What's your thoughts on it, Brad? Anything insightful? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think it's a pretty pretty obvious move. Um, you know, subscriptions has been the number one WooCommerce extension forever. I don't know. It feels like, I, I don't know what was number one before that, but it's been number one for as long as I know. Um, so for automatic not to kind of own and control <laughs> the number one extension, um, I'm sure they've been thinking about this since they first acquired Woo, WooCommerce and WooThemes is how do we, you know, bring in the more popular extensions under, under the, under the one roof. Right. Um, so it makes a lot of sense. I've known Brent for a number of years. Um, I know a number of people on his team. They're, I mean, they're top notch. They build top notch products and services. Uh, I've always highly respected the stuff they put out. Um, I love uh, the um, automated testing suite that they have with Robot Ninja. Um, for our clients, especially on the support side, like having an automated way to test like the most important parts of your WooCommerce site, like you can people can buy stuff, <laughs> you know, and and can log <laughs> yeah. in um, and be able to do that in an automated fashion after you run an update, you know, it just helps people sleep at night um, without having to go through that manually every single time you update anything on your site and wonder, did I break checkout? Did I break checkout? Like it just does it for you. Yeah. I've been meaning to, um, to dabble with that myself actually, because it's super cool. You know, every time you do an update on a plugin, it'd be great to just test the different front end flows Mm -hmm. um, to check. You haven't knocked something else out. Yeah, it's 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 pretty neat. Um, and if you take your store seriously, I think you know that tool or something similar is one you should have, just because of the amount of time it saves. Um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, congrats, little prosperous team. I'm looking forward to what's in their future, but it's pretty pretty smart move, I think, on both sides. Yeah, and it seems to me, and I, I'm you know I've never owned. I mean, it's always before this I had the, the our marketing business, but I've never owned a larger agency or a company. And I always think that when it comes to you know acquisitions that even though, you know, there's going to be the right one has to come along, but I can't imagine, even though I've seen people say it, you never say never. I mean, that's kind of how I've always thought is, you know, if that perfect opportunity comes along, I don't think any company would, well, maybe the largest companies or whatever, but even them wouldn't, um, would never say it's never going to happen to me. And I'm, I'm always curious if, Running an agency like you, Brad, or James, you know, and, and not to put you on the spot or anything, but it's it's something you must think about, you know, if there was even, if, even if it's a 1% chance, if that 1% chance ever did come along and it was a benefit for you and your team and for everybody around you, um, that it seems like it'd be a no-brainer. I don't know. I, I, I can't speak to it because it's, um, nobody's tried to acquire me yet, so... <laughs> no I, I definitely um i can see the value in it especially you know the actual people behind 
the products that you rely on to run your business, uh, you know, them offering to acquire you is, is, is a massive thing. You, you wouldn't just say no to it. Yeah. Um, you know, cause you get, you get their whole kind of knowledge of, of the whole market basically that can just be uh, pushed into your products and ultimately is going to make them better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, cool. So, yep, that's, that's good news. And um, I know that it's well-deserved for, like Brad said, for um, Brent and his team. Uh, one of the things I wanted to, this is, uh, it came out, a, oh, I don't know, maybe it was a month ago. I can't remember. I'd have to actually look. Well, my post wouldn't even reflect on exactly when it came out. A free plugin was put out by Liquid Web. And it, um, I think Lemma, Chris Lemma tweeted about it once or twice, called Better Reviews for WooCommerce. And what it does is a couple different things. It extends, of course, the basic WooCommerce reviews. But you can um, rate it on product attributes, which I'll, I'll put a link in there as far as that goes. But the other thing was, instead of the five-star rating, it's seven-star. And in the posts, I kind of talked a little bit about, you know, I, I'm just, it, I heard a few people saying, oh, what, but what's with the seven stars, you know, and uh, I, I'm sure we'll, we'll learn the, the um, deeper news from Lemma one of these days, but what do you, how do you look at that seven star approach versus a five star approach? Again, I'm not going to should I'll I'll put the link in and let people read what I had to say, but is do you see any method behind the madness? Let's put it that way. <laughs> the madness of seven stars. <laughs> uh, I mean it's it's I guess maybe it's eye catching, it's different. I don't, like my my feeling on this is anytime you are I like to plug it by the way. But anytime you're trying to change what the norm that people are used to, um, it could get confusing, especially for like novice users, right? Like, you know, most people understand a five-star rating system, um, but anything outside of that, I think would, they would be weird to the normal, yeah. the novice user. And I'm not saying they wouldn't do it, but it's like what I always tell clients when they, they want to do this really edgy, like state-of-the-art design on their, on their store. And I'm like, look, people know how to, how to navigate a, an online store in a very, traditional kind of fashion yes you can push the envelope but you know unless you're someone that's like a really big name or have a lot of money to experiment and do r&d and a b testing it's not necessarily the best idea to change up what people know and i know that's this is a much kind of smaller scale than than change up like online store navigation or something but um, i don't think it's bad i just think it could be confusing to some people it could be yeah i mean i I think at first, people would uh, probably be a bit taken aback by it. You know, you wouldn't know where to. You, you kind of have in mind this rating that you want to give, and you you might not know where to then place your your marker, as it were. Um, but then, you know, based on on what Bob said, it does give you kind of a bit more flexibility. Um, I think you mentioned, you know, four stars is is kind of above average, not not amazing it's kind of in between the two whereas you've got that kind of deeper level um of saying it's yeah like it's it's way more than 
above average, but still not the best. I do think it might. Uh, I'm I'm not sure how many people would give something seven stars. Mm-hmm. I think you'd see a lot more six stars, and you know, than if you were if they were using the five star system, they'd probably give it five stars. Mm-hmm. But um, yep. you know, having that extra choice might encourage them to actually give it a lower rating. Yeah, that's interesting. Have you ever looked, do you remember you guys have Netflix when they switch from like the five star rating to just a thumbs up or thumbs down? And it's yeah, just, I remember they had a rating. Um, yeah, and they got rid of it. And now it's just yeah. thumbs up or thumbs down. Did you like it or not? And a lot of people speculated that the reason they did that was because they didn't want shows that had a lower rating to, to turn people away just because, oh, that's a two and a half or three star. Eh, I only watch four and five star stuff. Yeah. Um, whereas it's, it might be something they would actually like, but again, it's speculation, but it does kind of make sense. Um, so, I mean, I, that is, that is how I kind of gauge what I watch on Netflix. Yeah. You know, I'll look at something <laughs> and then I'll, I'll look up the rating on IMDB or whatever. And ratings are, are powerful. Like, I mean, I, I try not to do this, but I get in the habit of looking up movies and looking at, yeah, IMDb or like Rotten Tomatoes or something. They're like, oh, that's a that's a 45%. I don't know about yeah. that. And then <laughs> I randomly I watch a movie without checking and, and be like, oh, I actually enjoyed that movie. And I look and it had a terrible rating. And I'm like, yeah. I wouldn't watch that if I knew the rating was that bad, but I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, yeah there's, they, a, there's a bit of psychology behind it as well. Um, yeah. You know, if, if you look on Amazon and there's a product with uh, full-on five-star ratings and there's an, the same product or slightly different with, you know, 4.8 out of 5, um, chances are you'd go with the 4.8 because it's more realistic. Mm. Um, having a product that's five stars just seems like fake fake reviews. Yeah, yeah. And it, it would. And it's interesting what James is saying about people not doing the um, the seven stars where you think of the opposite end of things that you have those two stars between, you know, it being average and really, really suck. And maybe people wouldn't, you know, I mean, one star, when you put one star on a seven star, I mean, that's really, you, that's I mean, that's, that, that's saying something to compared to, you know, just having the one star between the two, you have these two stars, you can have a little bit of leeway where it's like, okay, it sucked, but mm-hmm. you know, I'll give it this or whatever. So I'm going to give it a two star instead. But um, anyway, very interesting. I, I guess we could talk about that. And, and uh, uh, not nine stars, or 10 stars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, if nothing else, it gets your attention like seven stars and it makes you do a double take. Like, wait, a th- why seven? And then you start. Yeah. I will give them props. I love seeing companies like Liquid Web and others rolling out products. You know, this is on WordPress.org for free. Um, yeah, products for for WooCommerce and for WordPress in general, putting some of their their money and time and resources and improving it. Obviously, there's marketing and stuff that they get out of it, which is great. But it's it's contributing back to WordPress. So so that's really cool to see. Yeah, I mean, actually, in in terms of Liquid Web, um, their WooCommerce plans come with all of my plugins. Yeah, that's right. Yep, yep, that's good to mention. So, and and the other part of that plugin, I mean, not to get into that whole thing, but the attributes, I did find the attributes interesting that people could actually, you know, if you pulled out, I mean, my example, my post wasn't the maybe the best, but I had gone through the process of buying mm-hmm. a 
a cat tower or whatever you want to call a cat condo and you're looking for specific things and being able to pull out and have people rate on specific elements instead of having to read through all the yeah. uh the reviews to try to dig out that information yourself i think that probably is even more than the seven stars a lot more helpful yeah for, i love uh, that for people yeah. looking yeah, that's huge it's a great yeah feature. so so anyway, um, let's see. So the other thing I pulled, let's see, what did I pull here? I pulled a little article, very short article, but I thought a couple things were um, interesting on it. It said Walmart sees 30%, 37% sales growth in e-commerce in quarter one. And um, we, every once in a while, talk about the bigger picture of e-commerce and the, just, I think the interesting thing I've found is that their uh, next day delivery, uh, they feel like that um, was probably part of the increase and, and that they actually, um, Walmart is has a plan to reach 75% of the U.S. population um, with, it looks like, the next day delivery by um, the end of the year. And that's that's pretty phenomenal when you think about it as far as all the rural areas. And I, I know that rural, you know, of course, it's going to be less population. But, um, but yeah, it, it, I, again, very short article. I have a link in there, but I don't know if there's any, any, any thoughts either one of you have on it as well. I definitely love when these massive companies are like, competing for a business like this is why competition is good right like they're <laughs> they're fighting for next day delivery like that's what they're giving us and trying to win this online war like great next day how about same, next day will be same day like who's got that going first you know so yeah. <laughs> um it's it's pretty cool to see that i think next day delivery i thought two day it still blows my mind how they can do two day <laughs> with the price that they do but next day even better you know so you know I, I, it's cool to see these also target Walmart. Obviously they're not just going to roll over with Amazon, but they're really more so than just kind of trying to survive the online space. They're growing it and they're like competing pretty well with Amazon, which is, which is cool. And I think one of the big reasons, and this is going to be honestly be a struggle for Amazon, at least for a while is um, they have physical stores, you know, like if I order something from Amazon and I'm a little wishy-washy, whether what size to get or, if I, if it's exactly what I want, you know, it's, it's less of a, I'll just order it and see because, because now if I don't want it the return, I either have to pay UPS to come get it or I have to drop it off and still pay, or I can go to Amazon drop off, but there's not that many of them, even around Philadelphia, the closest one for me is like basically going downtown, which is not ideal to drop off an Amazon package where Walmart and Target, they're everywhere and you can take them back to the store. Yeah, Kohl's too, like all these big stores, like the fact they have physical buildings while at one point it was like, that's going away, it's dying. I think that's a huge advantage to them. It's easy to just say, let me order two different sizes. I'll take the one back, but that doesn't fit and I'm done. You know, where Amazon, they don't have that luxury right now, or at least it's not as easy. Yeah. It's actually quite um, quite different over here. I was going to um, ask you that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Amazon, they do actually do same day delivery here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you could order something, you know, in the morning and have it by six in the evening, um, depending on where you are. And they also have, yeah, quite a few, uh, you know, drop off return points and collection points. Uh, Walmart isn't really a thing over here. They, they own Asda, 
which is the you know like a food supermarket they do also do uh like home and you know electronics and things like that as well but it's it's more of a supermarket than a uh whatever amazon is i don't know what you can <laughs> so is there actually any would you consider uh in that area a competitor in i mean over where you are in the uk as far as a competitor to amazon yet or is there anybody sneaking up on amazon um not in the same kind of book as as walmart would be um no i mean personally i i I don't know maybe i've missed some massive company that (laughs) is competing but uh, yeah i mean i I use amazon all the time yeah Uh, you know with with the prime membership you get you get next day delivery included uh, which i actually think is a massive thing you know i I would often not buy a product because I have to wait two days to get it. Um, you know, I'd try and then find a store that sells what I need instead. Yeah. Um, yeah, it tends to be because I need it by, you know, the weekend or like before I go away. Um, so I do think for e-commerce stores to offer same day or next day delivery is a, is a massive plus point that, that people will definitely take advantage of. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't think there is any real competitors to to Amazon over here. Interesting. Yeah, they're big. I'd like yeah. to. I'd like US, to be told differently. We have these dominant, like Walmart and Target. They've dominated, you know, for years. Um, but Amazon came along and just, you know, destroyed everybody online. So now they're playing catch up. But um, that they're huge. They're still huge. Walmart and Target. You know, they're still massive companies. So. It's good when companies like that at that level compete, like ultimately the consumers win. And that's what we're seeing with next day for free. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. So, and I think I added uh, uh, something on Target too, mm-hmm. which of course is in the States here. I, I, I did notice I didn't uh, catch that, but theirs is going up too. And their surge is driven by curbside grocery pickup. So, um, so everybody's finding their little sweet spot, I guess, in the, with the big, big players. Mm-hmm. So what, what do, uh, what do Target actually sell? We don't have a Target here. They're, You'd say similar to Walmart, except not. I call them a classier Walmart. I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. One like step. if you want to pay a couple extra dollars and have a better experience, that's, I go to Target. <laughs> yeah. It's the so same it's thing. Just it's like kind of like clothes, generic yeah. electronics. They they have food. I don't think the food is necessarily as big as Walmart, but they definitely have food. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So it's it's a big supermarket like Walmart. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a uh, um, it's a. Uh, uh, I'm trying to do an analogy. I can't even think of one of the of the WalMarts or something. So higher end, Walmart. Yep. Yeah, it's a classier yeah. Walmart. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, I well, I'm think... closing out. I guess I guess we're we're wrapping up, huh, Bob? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think um, that that pretty much covered it. Cool. Let's uh, let's find it down. That was a great show. Thanks for uh, coming on, James. It's fun to hear the story of of iconic. Um, I didn't say ionic. Yeah, very, very proud of myself. Uh, really cool to hear about that, and um, 
so where can people uh, what you where can people find you online? You mentioned your website, maybe on Twitter, some other areas people can track you down if they're interested in seeing what you're up to and checking out your products. Yeah, so uh, website iconicwp.com um, and pretty much any social thing is uh, is iconicwp. Apart from Instagram, which is iconicwp underscore underscore, because I had issues setting up. <laughs> and every, every time I typed it in, it said it was taken, and then it would kind of block it. Um, or James C. Kemp on Twitter, and I'm also in the WooCommerce Slack group. So you know, it's 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 a good place to to come and have a real time chat. There you go. Uh, yeah. Well, again, Bob, we got a. Uh... Where are you going to be? I know you got an announcement around WooSesh. You want to throw that one out there? Yeah, just that. Um, I don't know if, if you haven't heard of it. WooSesh. It was uh, the offshoot around Woo up from um, WordSesh that just recently happened, and uh, uh, Brian Richards and Patrick Rollin put this together. Uh, WooCommerce. It kind of. I I think it actually this last time took the place of the WooConf. They decided not to do that anymore, and then they moved everything online, I think, just for the availability uh, for everybody could attend it as well. So that's been announced for October 9th and 10th. So I would say go to woosish.com. Uh, you can get updated and learn more about that, but it was pretty successful last year. So I'm really looking forward to it. And as it gets closer, I'm sure we'll have Patrick and Brian on to talk a bit more about it. Yeah. Looking forward to that. I know that we're uh, a lot of sessions going on. Word sesh was last week. Um, a lot of good chats or presentations, topics covered. Um, if you haven't checked that out. Uh, you should, I believe they're making the presentations available online. I know they're all recorded, so you can go back and watch it at your leisure. Um, but uh, by and large, it looked like a pretty successful event. So congratulations to everybody involved. Um, and then finally, we have our Liquid Web promo, which is 69% off three months of Woo Managed Hosting at Liquid Web. Just use the code BOBWP69 and get 69% off. So, um, And as James, you mentioned that your uh, plugins are available over there. Is that right? They are indeed. Um, yeah, and any plugin I add in the future will, will be ported over there as well, uh, which I do actually have a new plugin coming out next week um, for cross-selling, and it's going to be good. Cool. Nice little teaser there. So definitely get signed <laughs> up on Liquid Web. You can get some of James' amazing products over there for WooCommerce, take it to the next level. So anything else, Bob? Nope, I think that'll do it. All right. We're well, good to go. Thank you for listening to Do The Woo, episode 19, and we'll see you on the next show. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.